0: want you yes. all the things in this world pale in comparison we can have everything and not have you and we have nothing But we can have only you and we'd have everything lord you are our greatest desire and as you fulfill that desire with your presence we don't need anything else Lord, well, I pray that this morning as we come seeking your, your presence, Lord, as we come singing your praise, Lord, that we would just come and focus our attention on you. Whatever had our attention before we got here, it's not worth it. Whatever we're thinking about for the remainder of the day, it's just taking away from your time. We come to look to you, Lord Jesus. We come to worship you come to hear from you be glorified in everything said and done may our lives be a reflection of yours and as we study in your word today lord i pray that you'd give us depth of understanding that your truth would not land softly upon our heads but burrow deep into our hearts that we might live lives that reflect you lord jesus it's all about you it's in jesus name we pray amen Amen. What a blessing it's already been here today. We just continue to see the Lord do some awesome things here and just uh, lives transformed and testimonies formed. And it's just, it's just so good to, to see the Lord working the way he is working in our community. Uh, tonight, we're going to have love thy neighbor. I mean, what awesome thing that is and how God has brought the church of Athens together. And how we will worship together as one church, amen? That's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, all of the dividers and denominations and differences, that stuff don't matter. That's the, uh, We come together under one banner. His name is Jesus. And uh, it's it's what God's doing in our community. And it's been so cool uh, watching it happen. Uh, we started last Sunday preaching uh, a series that I'm calling, Things You Need to Know About Jesus. I couldn't come up with anything catcher than that. But, uh, (laughs) there are some things that you need to know about Jesus. Uh, you know, there's a lot of folks who say they know Jesus, but the things they know about him doesn't always line up. It would be like, if I were to ask you, uh, or somebody were to ask you, do you know Eric Graham? And you say, Oh yeah, he's that tall, dark, handsome guy, full head of hair, wavy clean shave. And you're like, no wrong guy. That's not, not the same guy. Some people's description of Jesus, I'm like, uh, where did you find that in here that that's Jesus? But you'll hear people refer to my God and they will give you a description of God that it's obvious that they have concocted their own uh, ideas of who God is and it doesn't line up with the word. And if it don't line up with the word, it ain't right. As somebody said, uh, man god made man in his own image and man returned the favor oftentimes we're trying to make christ in our image but if you look to the scriptures it tells us exactly who he is last week we covered a very important aspect the thing that you need to know is that jesus was born of a virgin if he wasn't born of a virgin he wasn't sinless if he wasn't sinless, then there's no atonement for your sin. If there's no atonement for your sin, then you are not saved. And if you're not saved, there's no hope for heaven. And so it's important to know that Jesus was born of a virgin, yeah. sinless, which leads us to today's sermon. And that is not only was he virgin born, but he has a virtuous life. And this virtuous life that we're going to look at today, what does virtuous mean? We, we're going to look at two facets of what that means to be Virtuous. Number one, it's full of virtue. That just kind of makes sense, doesn't? It? <laughs> and the virtues of the scriptures, uh, there's actually 13 lists of virtues, and Jesus bore every one of the virtues. And so the virtuous life means that he is a life full of virtues. We'll look at a few of them, uh, but then also that not only was he full of one thing, but he was absent of another, and that his virtuous life means it was a sinless life. Amen. And it's a good thing to know that he had a sinless life because a sinful Savior can't save you. So the fact that he had a sinless life uh, is the only way that you can have salvation. We're going to look at some, uh, I'm just going to look, I'm going to read off as I listed out the 13 lists of virtues. Often, many times they overlap. And so I'll just read off the, the virtues that are referenced in the New Testament. There's purity, patience kindness, honor, joy, peace, meekness, self-control, goodness, faith, gratitude, gentleness, perseverance, moral excellence, humility and love. Jesus had all of those. In fact, he is the perfect embodiment of every one of those. He was a virtuous virtuous life. And so, I want to actually look this morning to 2nd Peter chapter 1, uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, there's a passage of scripture here that actually uses the word virtue, and this actually doesn't come up a whole lot in the scriptures, but when, when you see it used in this passage, it is talking about that moral excellence. Here's what virtue, virtues are. They are predispositions, I guess you could say. They are uh, patterns of our, our mind and our hearts that lead to good actions, and so if I have a virtue uh, of, uh, let's just say, purity, well, in neutral, if I'm walking in the flesh, in neutral, my mind is going to go the way of the devil in the world. But if I have, have put into my life the habit, a virtuous habit of purity, then I have already, uh, I have already set my mind to remain pure. All right, let me just kind of say it this way. Uh, have you ever heard the phrase that you don't build your ammo in the in the foxhole? Uh, maybe you've never heard that. But you don't build your weapons in the foxhole. You already have them built before the battle ever comes. You already have them built before the battle ever comes. And so if we look at everything in the negative, and if we're trying to live our life of thou shalt not, then you're actually going to be failing repeatedly. But if you live your life on virtues, principles, standards that are Christford, then they're actually in the positive and not the negative. And rather than constantly telling yourself, Thou shalt not, you'll actually say, I'm gonna live my life by the life of Jesus Christ. And it's gonna live on the positive. So let's just look at 1 Peter chapter 1. I mean, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. I'm skipping verse one because Peter's just basically saying greeting. Verse two, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Through knowledge. So it is... (laughs) I say this often. It's not enough to know about God. You need to know God. Amen. But here's the other thing. It's not enough to just know God. You need to know about God. (laughs) You need to know about him. You need to know all of his characteristics. I used to avoid the Old Testament. I used to avoid the Old Testament because it was big and it was sometimes boring and sometimes confusing. And I just avoided the Old Testament. I just read through the New Testament over and over and over. Finally, one time I got convicted about it, I need to read the Old Testament. And when I, what I begin to discover is the Old Testament gives great detail about the characteristics and the virtues of God the Father. Amen? There's something else about the Old Testament. It points forward to Jesus. And there's so much in the Old Testament that points forward to Jesus. But there's only one book of the Bible I mean, there's only one person in the Bible that four books point to. Every facet of his life, the life of ministry that he lived, and that is the Gospels. And they're called the Gospels because they mean good news. And it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the whole point of all four of those is Jesus, 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 Jesus. Amen? Amen? You need to know Jesus, but you also need to know about Jesus. You need to know about his life. You need to know about his virtues. And so, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. Sound like what I just said, right? Verse three, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How many of us want to win in this life? Amen. I, I, I want, you know, sometimes this life throws some curves. Uh, I just visited with someone on the way into the church just now and they're like, Ooh, I had a week. <laughs> you know, sometimes we have those weeks where say, Lord, let, just let me live through it. And sometimes we come out on top and say, man, what a week. Yeah. And sometimes we say, Ooh, what a week. <laughs> but, but we want to, to live this life in a way that we, we get to the end like Paul did and said, I have run the race. I have kept the faith and I've, 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 I'm victorious in this life. And so this passage of scripture says, as his, God's divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Verse four, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these, you may be partakers of the divine nature. That's what I need. I need to be a partaker of his divine nature. I, I know my nature. My nature is wicked and sinful. And I told you before that in neutral, my mind and my life shifts toward the world and the devil. It, my default mode is flesh. Everybody in here, y'all know that? Your default mode is flesh. It's sinfulness, it's selfishness. That's our default mode. That's why the scripture says you must walk in the spirit in order not to fulfill the lust of the flesh. You, you, you fulfill the positive in walking in the spirit and you won't fulfill the negative in walking in the flesh. And so I, I, need, I need his nature in me. Uh, I think I was in verse four, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Verse 5. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Here's that word again, virtue. So your faith, what is your faith? Your faith is I have now put my trust in Jesus Christ. Uh, Faith is uh, the most essential word. To Christianity, and yet often the most misunderstood word in Christianity. You say, "Well, I, I believe in Jesus." Okay, you believe in Jesus. Amen. What What does that mean? Do you believe that He existed? Well, yeah, I believe He existed, and that's that's enough, right? No, it's actually more than that. This word "faith" means to rely on, cling to, and trust in, and that is true salvation. I have put my trust in Jesus. I have learned to rely on Jesus and I am going to cling to Jesus. That's true faith. Amen. And so adding to my faith, virtue, let's look at it again. Verse five, but also for this reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue and to virtue. Here we go again. Knowledge. There's some things you need to know. I, I, you know, I, Sometimes folks are like, I just really don't like to read. I just really don't like to read. I struggle. How many of you would say I struggle to read? Thank you for being honest. <laughs> uh, that would be me. I struggled reading. I was like, it's not that I can't read. I just didn't like it. <laughs> and so as I, as I realized that, okay, as a minister, I'm supposed to know this book. And as a child of God, I need to know more about God. But I really had a hard time reading. So, what I, if I'm going to grow in knowledge, what am I going to do? And so, I recognized that there are tools that I can use. And, and so, I increased a, an ability to focus. And, and, y'all ready for this super spiritual way that I increased my ability to focus? I started reading Western novels. I've mean, some good ones. Elmer Kelton was a, a, a historian of Texas history and, and uh, uh, got to meet the guy one time. Got, I started reading Western novels. And man, I could sit there for hours and read the Western novel, but you hand me a Bible, I'm like, ah, goodness. But I started to begin, begin focusing my mind on what I'm reading and learning and building in myself the ability to pay attention to what I read. How many of you have read a sentence and then not even know what you just read? Every one of us, every one of us. Why? Because our mind is off on the, the umpteen and other things that we are thinking about and wanting to do. But the scripture tells us I need to grow in my knowledge. And here's one thing that I have come to understand is that people in general want to know the word of God. We have a, a Wednesday night Bible study and that I will teach through the Bible verse by verse for a solid hour. And this room will be full. What does that tell me? People want to know the word. People want to grow in their knowledge of the scriptures, and whatever tool you need to do, to use, to do that. If you don't like reading, guess what? You can find the Bible on audio. You can listen to messages. You can you can even listen to this country voice. I was told the other day. I listened to you on Spotify. I said, "I'm on Spotify." <laughs> Didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> and so they're like, yeah, you got a page. I didn't know that. So you, you need to find a way to grow in knowledge. We're going to go back to verse five. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. To virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. Uh-oh. Self-control. It's actually called a fruit of the spirit. To self-control, perseverance that you just keep on keeping on. I shared the first service, the first thing I shared because I was caught up in worship. I was just, uh, that that pa- that part of that song says, I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I raised my hand in testimony again. Lord, I am, I'm declaring to you again, I will live my life on you. I'll put my faith in you, Lord Jesus. I will live my life for you. I'm declaring it fresh and anew today. And I was reminding myself of back when, uh, we had just gotten married, Christy and I, and, and our marriage was, I wouldn't say it was off to a rocky start. I mean, it wasn't like we were uh, about to to fall out with each other, but I just wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. I i mean, I i was married now to the, the gal that I had uh, asked the Lord at 13 years old if he'd let me marry her. We started dating at 16 years old and we got married at 19 years. I was the ripe old age of 19. And yet all of the dreams that we had kind of built up and, 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 you know, and, and and she would write me every day in the military. She would write every day. I got a letter And, and, and we had kind of, I'd write her back and we kind of had these dreams and plans and they weren't happening. They weren't happening. And I hated my job. I despised my job. And I would come home miserable every day and I was like, this, Lord, this is not what I had dreamed of and I am not happy. And then he reminded me of the fact that he was not a part of my life. Wow. I pushed him out of my life. I was trying to, I'm trying to be a man now at the ripe age of 19 and uh, I am going to live my life and I'm going to apply all of these thoughts and dreams that I had in my life and yet he wasn't a part of my life. I was absolutely miserable and I remember as he got my attention falling on my face beside the bed in our, in, our, in, our, in our guest bedroom in our house in Brownsboro, I said, Lord, I don't know if I meant it when I called upon your name at seven years old. I don't know if I meant it when I called upon your name at 12 years old, but here I am today and I mean it. I want to live for you now. I'm going to tell you it hadn't been always easy, but I have never regretted a moment of it. I will build my life upon him. And so here's this passage of scripture. It's talking about on your faith, you add virtue and you start building up, building up, building up. But I'm going back to verse five. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence. That diligence is a good word. Like I am going to do this. To add to your faith, virtue. To virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self control. To self control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. Amen. For if these things are yours and abound, you will ne- be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That, that, that I'm going to be fruitful, I'm not going to be uh, barren is that word for a lady who can't have children, she can't be fruitful. And the scripture says, when you keep building your life upon the foundation of Jesus Christ and you add these things to your life, you will bear much fruit. Amen. And that's what we desire to be because that's this purpose for our life. Verse nine, for he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. I I was uh, somewhere yesterday, as. I was at a fish fry because that's I like fish and I can eat fish for breakfast. I mean I'm at this fish fry and and and, and there was something over yonder and uh, I could read it way over there. It was I saw what it was. It was a shotgun. So I was like, "What kind of shotgun is that?" I was like, "Oh, that's a Browning." I could read read it way over there, but if it had been in front of my face, I could not have read it. (laughs) This is what the scriptures are saying: this short sightedness. Let's look at it again. Um, if I can see it, where does it go? Uh, verse nine: For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. So he, God has put it right in front of our faces. As a child of God, that we are to grow in the knowledge of this scripture, and yet we we just can't seem to can't seem to see it, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he is was cleansed from his old sins. I want to. Uh, By the way, I don't know. Some of y'all were actually, it was like our altar team was actually in the previous service. And you're now realizing this sermon is completely different than the previous sermon. Because that's kind of, sometimes I go off the rails. We're going to go back to the first verse that I looked at. And that's verse two. Grace and peace be multiplied to you and the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Yeah. How many of you want to live a life of peace? Yeah. I want to have the peace of God in my life. Yeah. I want to be at peace with God, peace within, and peace with my fellow man. Good. But there's only one way I'm going to get that, and that is through his grace. Right. And what his grace is, is the right understanding of where I stand with God. This is, this is important. You need to know, I'm, I'm just shifting to grace preaching, just right here. Because <laughs> it goes back to this passage and it says, "You don't see the fact that you have been made clean in Jesus." Let's look at it again, verse nine. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Uh, I have a a suit in my closet. This is my best my best illustration for grace. I have a suit in my closet, and and it's a thousand dollar suit, uh, and I don't wear it very often because I don't like wearing suits, <laughs> uh, but when I put that suit on, I'm careful where I go and what I do. I never have one time changed oil in that suit. I have never gone and built fence in that suit, and in fact, if I am doing something and I get something on my hands, I am quick to go wash my hands so that I don't get them on, on my suit. Where am I going with this? When you came into relationship with Christ Jesus, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, and God made him who knew no sin to be sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, who is sinless, this virtuous life, died as if he were a sinner, so that you, a sinner, can inherit his holiness, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians five twenty-one. Look it up. And so, if I'm constantly telling people, and this is how I used to preach, constantly telling people, you're dirty, you're dirty, you need to get clean, you need to clean up your life, you need to fix yourself, you're dirty, you're dirty, then do you really care if you get any dirtier? Because I've got some work clothes that are in my closet, and they're specifically for working, changing oil, building fence, working with the bird dogs, whatever it is, that, that's, that's my work clothes and that's my $1,000 suit. And if I'm changing oil in my work clothes and I get all on my hands, I don't care. They're already stained up enough as it is. And so if you continue to tell yourself, I'm dirty, I'm dirty, I'm dirty, when Christ has said, you're clean, you're clean, you're clean, then you won't care if you get any dirtier. But when you remind yourself of who you are in Christ Jesus, you begin putting on his virtues. Amen. Amen. You begin looking more like Jesus. And that's what we want to be. More like Jesus. Verse 10. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do, th- if you do these things, you will never stumble. Ooh. There are phrases that I teach folks when uh, I do. Uh, I have to do some counseling, and I'm not very good at it. I tell people I don't. I don't do counseling. I give marital advi- or biblical advice. I don't do. I'm not much of a counselor. But here's one thing I do say: when you're arguing, you got to learn how to argue. And here's one thing you don't do: is you don't use these absolutes of never and always. And yet I get into the scriptures, and it says never. It says, when you do the things that I just lift, listed here, that you will never stumble. Amen. Wow. That's a scripture. That is a Holy Spirit-inspired passage of scripture that gives an absolute that says, if you do what we just read, you will never stumble. That's powerful. Verse, 13, uh, verse 11, for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What things were it again? Because now I'm interested. Now I need to know what things I need to do. Verse 5 again. We're going to go over it again. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. To virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. I'm going to continue to build these things up in my life. Why? Because I was saved by Jesus to look like Jesus. And I can't do this on my own strength. This is where his grace comes in. It is him living his life in and through me. I am incapable in my own flesh to look anything like Jesus. But through him and adding my knowledge of him and living for him and continuing in fellowship with him to godliness, verse seven, to godliness, brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness, love for these things are yours. Make your call and election sure. I want to ask you this morning are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Have you really put your faith in Him? And remember, it's not just believing that He existed in the past tense, but that He ever lives today. Within me. Faith is to trust in, rely on, and cling to Jesus. Are you trusting in, relying on, and clinging to Jesus? If so, let us continue to build up on that foundation of Jesus Christ, the very virtues of Jesus Christ. He had a bunch of them, didn't he? Yeah. He had a bunch of virtues. But he was virtuous not only in that he bore all the virtues, but he was also virtuous in that he bore no sin. Now nah, I still sin. But my righteousness is not based on my right living. My righteousness is based on my right standing. And my right standing is I am seated with him in the heavenly places. Amen. He has transferred me into a heavenly realm in the spirit, and he has transformed me from a spiritually dead to a spiritually alive individual. And the same for you if you put your trust and faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? Are you a walking billboard for Jesus? Do you bear his virtues? Well, some days maybe, some days no. But let us continue to build on that foundation, bearing his virtues, looking more like him. Amen? Amen.